And the high road is not choosing between the good and the bad. Anybody can do that. You can do that without God. But the high road is choosing between the good and the best, and always choosing the best. Welcome back to the Baptist Friends Podcast with Dr. Clarence Sexton, where we gather around truth, friendship, and world evangelism. Today we are joined by a fellow Baptist friend and brother of Dr. Clarence Sexton, Pastor Tom Sexton of the Gulf Coast Baptist Church in Fort Myers, Florida. And now here is Pastor Sexton. I'm delighted to have my brother with us today for this podcast. He's doing an amazing job in his church in Cape Coral, Fort Myers, Florida. Been there for a lot of years, <laughs> but he's visiting with us uh, for a few days. <clears throat> I just thought it'd be a great time to talk to him about church planting and his view on things concerning the Lord's work, because we all know we have great needs today. So let's start somewhere. How long have you been there, Tommy? Uh, we've just celebrated our 30th anniversary. That's pretty amazing. Yes. How in the world did you know God wanted you to start a church? There's other churches in that area. How did you know God wanted you to start a church? Well, the Lord put in my heart uh, to help people, and I, I just uh, knew that this area was great need, of course. Uh, there's always that. That's important. But to see people and know that you could train and teach them how to reach their city. And uh, I was just so burdened to help the people reach their families and to reach their community. And God just stirred my heart up about that part of it, to reach our Jerusalem. Then, of course, we developed into reaching other parts of the country. How did you actually start a church? Did you start by starting a prayer meeting or printing literature or letting people know that you were going to do that? or how, What about the preparation part of it and the early part of it? Well, the early part of it, we, we secured a location. We had a place that was neutral that people felt comfortable coming to. It wasn't a church building. No. It, uh, we met in a conference room at a mm -hmm. bank. And so then we started meeting people. And, we, of course, we met some Christians who had moved to the city. And we had preliminary meetings with those in our home. And we talked about we had 30 days from the time we moved there till we had our first service. And um, we— So you started talking about it mm -hmm. 30 days before you had your first meeting. Yes, yes, with the people who were coming. Did you print some material about your location? Or we what did. We had uh, printed material. And, of course, uh, we attended a church in the sister city— uh, for our services, but... We, and those people were for you and wanted to see this happen. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Matter of fact, uh, I went to a preacher's fellowship in southwest Florida, and I told the preachers that we were coming to start a church in the, in the area, and I assured them that we're not here to take church members. We're here to reach people. And um, they all were willing to help us at some level, pray for us or give to us. And so the real blessing was that many of the churches in that area helped us financially, either with books or chairs, or some actually helped us live because we had uh, we had raised $300 worth of support <laughs> monthly. and um, Really big vision, huh? Big vision. <laughs> and, uh, but we just believed God would take care of us. And, uh, and so the people who we met with in the beginning in our home, we talked about uh, what we were planning on doing and what God had put in our heart. I say... 
church at the Gulf Coast Baptist Church began around our kitchen table. Well, how how did you choose a name, or was that difficult, or how did you how did you think about that? What was that process? Well, we were going to uh, choose a name of you know Calvary Baptist or uh, Faith or Trinity Faith, or something, yeah, and then we decided no, we wanted to have a bigger vision, so we uh, we used the word Gulf Coast at that time. Uh, that word was that expression was not used by many people at all. Uh, and you're in on, business. and you're on the Gulf Coast of Florida. We're on the Gulf Coast of Florida. We're in the largest bedroom community uh, in South Florida, and uh, we are the largest city south of Tampa, Cape Coral, Florida, and it's grown and it exploded in growth. But uh, we wanted to to reach our whole area, so rather than call it Cape Coral Baptist or Lee County Baptist. We, we thought the name Gulf Coast Baptist. Have you always been pleased with that? I think it's great. But. Yeah, it really have. Now, other churches have taken that name and used Gulf Coast uh, Methodist, Gulf Coast this, but when we began, it was the only Gulf Coast Baptist church around. Well, now, I know you didn't get really burdened about having the final facility the first time you met, so there was a process there. You met in a bank. Yeah, we, well, first we met in our house. That's uh-huh. where we had our first meetings. And then we continued to have prayer meetings in our home because we didn't have facilities on Wednesday yes. night. And uh, then we met in the bank conference room, and uh, they were so kind to let us use that. It was very nice. And uh, we used the drive through for Sunday school classes, and <laughs> we had so many crazy things. <laughs> we had, we'd use the front porch on, on, the, on the bank with the, by the ATM machine as one of our Sunday school areas. Mm. So, but um, we, we didn't have a place for children. And so someone, someone had a, a, a camper in Winnebago. So they would bring it on Sunday. We would leave it in the parking lot running, and we would ask people to put their children in it. <laughs> well, you know, the process really is um, wonderful. I mean, yeah. it, sometimes you think about, I remember, of course, I was in your home, and then I was in the bank. And I was in every location that God has taken you through. I've been there. And I'm so thrilled that God called you in the ministry and was using you in this way. Yeah. But um, those are things you do, and as you look back on it, that's a part of who you are, isn't it? Yes. We, we, we're in our fifth location, and uh, counting our home. And so on Wednesday nights, our, it grew to where we couldn't meet in our house. And so behind our location, behind the bank, is a basin, Bimini Basin, which is a, a lake. And there are condos all around it, and it goes right to the Gulf of Mexico. So on Wednesday nights, uh, it was discouraging to me, but uh, I, I later turned it turned out one of the, our fondest memories. We would go over and we'd sit chairs out, and we would have tiki lanterns and have the podium, and so we just met outdoors. And I met people, and still run into people who would come out on their patios of Bimini oh, Basin and listen to our services. Something? But uh, yeah, the gospel was, still has power. You see that working. Do you? It does have power. We we've seen we've seen people that we first contacted over 20 years ago. We've seen the, their grandchildren uh, come and get saved and and reach the whole families through that. But yeah, do you feel amazing. like, in one sense, that Cape Coral, Florida, is yours? God gave it to you. It's your it's your feel. How, how does how do you feel? I like well, a possession. If you see somebody that needs the Lord, they've, they're your responsibility. How do you feel that way? Yes, uh, it, it, we do. Our goal is to tell our city every year to get gospel literature. Now, 
But that being said, we've had several folk come and start churches in our area, and we've helped every one of them. Uh, I'm for anyone who comes to our town and helps us to reach our city and our area for, with the gospel. And there's some good men that have come. Thank the Lord for that. And we've tried to be friends. We've tried to keep a working relationship with all the pastors in southwest Florida. And uh, we believe together we can, we can reach that part of the country. And we started something that helped us to reach. We have what we call gospel hours we do during the week. And uh, we've always had those, but we've really placed emphasis on that in, in the recent years to have a service in these different areas and try to uh, get the gospel to people. Well, I know things change over the years. Lots of things are different. But there are certain essential things that do remain the same. Now you have beautiful property, beautiful building, uh, mature Christian people who are training other people missionary work around the world, um, many things you've written and have been used of God to help other people. You've traveled quite extensively to other parts of the world and conducted training sessions. And that's, a, that's really, and maybe a way of thinking, a far cry from starting a church in your kitchen. But really, it's an outgrowth of all of that, isn't it? Yes. We, we reach people in our, in our county, Lee County, Florida, with 98,000 people, young people in our school system, they come from 160 different nations around the world. Mm. And as our church has reached many of these uh, folk from other countries, it became a burden to our heart and for theirs to see their family, friends, and neighbors saved. So over the years, we've been able to use that connection and go to their countries and have crusades and meetings. Because you and I grew up in the same family. You're my brother, 13 months younger. We were in Cape Coral in 1966. Yeah. Think about it. I know. It's something. So, and you started the church 30 years ago. God mm -hmm. brought you back there. You grew up there. I grew up here in Tennessee. But what's been the biggest change, the biggest change in Cape Coral or people and the people you're working with? Well, um, the biggest change is uh, I get, we have different nations who have come. For example, uh, when we first started, we had a few people from Germany. But the people who were coming from Germany were going into Miami, and they were renting cars and things several several years ago. And, um, of course, when they come, they, they have cash. And so many of them were being injured. Some were killed. And so they decided they were coming over to our coast. So uh, they decided to bring direct flights into Southwest Florida Regional Airport. And as a result of that, that happened maybe 20 years you mean, ago. You know, they were killed in accidents or something? No, traveling? people would rob them. Oh, the oh. The German tourists. Oh, people knew they were coming and carrying cash. And they had the rental car signs, and they knew they had $10,000 on them. So they decided uh, they started flying in to southwest Florida because that's where they wanted to come. And uh, as a result of that, uh, uh, southwest Florida National Airport has direct flights from Germany every day. And it has produced a lot of Germans in our area. We have 94,000 Germans in Lee County. That, that's a, to me, that's just unbelievable. Yeah. One well, out of seven want, homes in South Cape Coral is owned by a German. So if somebody says they want to reach Germans, get to, get to Cape Coral. Well, you, you can. You can reach them. They're very open to the gospel. We have Germans in our church. And not only that, they will 
take you to their country, introduce you, because they, they can only stay a limited time each year. And they will help you go to Germany and do a work there. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So what is the future of the Gulf Coast Baptist Church? Now, it's 30 years. What's still in your heart to do? In our heart to do, of course, we want to continue to start churches in that part of the country. But what we've been able to do in recent years is start a ministry we call Gospel Hours, where we actually go to where people are and have a service in their community and try to enter, try to get people saved. And then, of course, we're working to, to get enough people in those areas to start a church. Our city is huge. Our town is. It's a massive. Lee County's uh, about 800,000 people now. So uh, they're just, it's an explosion of growth. And we believe that our responsibility is to get the gospel to every group. And then we have we have 16 high schools and 16 middle schools in Lee County. And we're, we're work, working hard to reach public school kill children and their families. That's our goal. And we started the Christian Youth Commission to do that. But uh, just things, we're trying to reach that part of our area and um, just start ministries in Lee County that can help us get the gospel to people. Well, uh, we're happy to have you at the Crown College for these days. You've been here through the years, of course, and helped us with everything imaginable and the Temple Baptist Church. But I know people ask you, we hear about all these churches closing across America and around the world and some churches getting so weak and diminishing uh, numbers of people going to church. Can it still be done? Oh, I believe it can be done. I believe it definitely can be done. But they need to be trained in a local church like Temple Baptist Church or our church. They need to understand that our job is to reach Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the other most parts of the earth. But we must develop our Jerusalem ministries or our churches are going to die. I remind churches, uh, pastors, I say, look, churches, if you go to a mall and you go to that mall and it has anchor stores, and everyone knows what happens when an anchor store closes and then another anchor store closes. Pretty soon the mall's gone. Churches have anchor ministries. And what's happened in America, we've allowed those anchor ministries to die. Well, elaborate on that a little bit. What would be an anchor ministry? Well, our children's ministry. I mean, uh, we, we have to continue to reach children. That's reaching the next generation, next isn't Next generation. And of course, a youth ministry. And and we thank God for Christian education. All the people get to get to be a part of that, and, and whether they're homeschool or in a Christian school. But the bulk of every county now is all these young people in public school, and to reach them. And then the uh, the aging population. You know, there's six living generations, and so the Z generation, the millenniums, the Generation X, baby boomers, silent, and great generation. Our churches must have a ministry to all generations. And what's happened is people are placing emphasis on one or two generations, and as a result, they have no future. And uh, so we're trying to encourage people to strengthen the Sunday school, strengthen the children's ministry, and uh, the music, the choir, the special music. All of those things are part of a church. You cannot let them die. Now, thousands of people eventually listen to this and what you're saying today. If you were talking to a discouraged pastor or more more than likely a discouraged church member who sees some things uh, some things actually getting weaker and weaker in their church, what would you say to them? Well, the first thing I would say is 
does your family know Christ? Everyone needs to begin with their family and to make sure that your family and extended family members and then your neighbors and then what can you do in a church? I say there's four basic reasons people don't go to church that I've met. Number one, they say they're unfriendly. Number two, (laughs) they say they're boring. Number three, they say they don't understand what people are talking about in the services. And number four, they say there's really nothing there for my family. So I say we need to take those four things and we need to make sure we're doing those. We're friendly, that our services are encouraging, uplifting. We sing the old hymns and great things. The preaching's practical and helpful. People can use it. But we need to make sure that we develop our ministries to help every member of the family so people can invite their families to our church. And so I would just encourage people to strengthen those things which remain. And, you know, people want to leave a church because it's having a bad chapter. And I say, well, hang in there because God will send revival and everything will be good. And so stay with it and, and just continue to tell the next person. Nothing like new people coming and people getting saved encourages a pastor or a church member. Well, I'll tell you, this has encouraged me today, and I know it'll encourage lots of folks who are listening. I thank the people who are listening. And we're going to pray for one another and encourage one another. And I believe God has some amazing things ahead for us. I really do. Thank you for talking with us today. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Baptist Friends Podcast. Make sure to never miss an episode by subscribing today. And join us next time as we continue to gather around truth, friendship, and world evangelism.